Impress your friends, amaze your coworkers, make your family proud. Here's what you need to know. I'm going to tell you what you need to know. Fourth quarter of the program begins right now as we finish strong here on a Friday. Always happy to be uh, on the road when we come to one of the great rally house locations around the metro. Uh, 19 locations. Great people. Got all kinds of folks that can help you out. You come in here and you say to yourself, you know what I need? I need this giant jumbo K-State water bottle. Well, they'll bring it right over by me, and they'll show it is. They've got it here. Stadium blankets, uh, everything you need to uh, get geared up for game day. Chiefs, how about a giant jumbo Chiefs water bottle? Take the one right off our table. We're proudly displaying a, a jumbo, you know, the, the kind of keep your water really cold. Got it all right here. Hats, jerseys. Got it all. And remember, uh, if the Chiefs win the AFC Championship game, which you'll hear right here on Sports Radio 810 WHB, you're home of the conference championship games and the NFL. Uh, if they do win it, they'll open the doors to all the local rally houses uh, for you to come in and get your conference championship gear. They'll do that Sunday. As soon as the game's over, Chiefs win, they're open. So uh, take advantage of it. Get geared up with everything you need for your party right now at Rally House. Come on out and see us. We're at 95th of Quivira. All 19 locations can help you out. They're online at rallyhouse.com. Uh, let's start with some news. Uh, Darius Harris being activated from the uh, practice squad. Derek Noddy being sent to the uh, injured list. So he is out. Darius Harris has been activated. All-Pro guard Joe Tooney has been ruled out with his pec strain. Sky Moore uh, also ruled out. Isaiah Pacheco, Willie Gay, Kadarius Tony, and Mike Edwards are all listed as questionable. Gay did not practice today. Pacheco and Tony were limited. Edwards was a full go. I know the Pacheco thing sounds scary, and it is a little bit scary. He did say when he was at the podium on Wednesday that he would play. Ravens activated tight end Mark Andrews from the injured reserve. This was expected. He practiced last week. has been a full go all this week. He will be back for the Baltimore Ravens, so they get healthier there in Baltimore. Let's hear from Travis Kelsey. He was at the podium today. Uh, Kelsey said he's relishing a chance to show all the doubters and that there's plenty left in the tank. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a challenge to find new ways to have success, and I think that's what this year has brought for me is um, that obstacle and, and figuring it out figuring out how I can get the best out of myself, how I can figure out how I can get the best out of my teammates, um, and uh, all, all at the same time, being a great leader, bringing that energy, uh, showing for the young guys, you know, the type of determined mindset you got to have week in, week out. Um, and you know what, man? I love that challenge. I was uh, talking to my brother the other day on the uh, podcast. It was just there's certain things that give you challenges in life um, that you just got to be appreciative that you're getting tested. You know, because not everybody gets those opportunities, especially when you get to do it with a group of men and women that uh, they can rally together with and uh, and, and really, you know, prove you, prove to yourselves what you're made of. Prove that you find you, you find something different in yourself. One thousand percent, and uh, hopefully uh, you'll see that tomorrow or on Sunday. All right, sixth straight AFC Championship game for the Chiefs and, of course, Travis Kelsey. This is the first one that was on the road. Kelsey asked if it'd be any sweeter to win the AFC Championship game on the road. I'll tell you what, there's nothing like playoff football. You could feel that same energy the week before against Miami at Arrowhead. It's just uh, it doesn't matter who you are, where you play. If you rally together with the with the men and women that you got and the, and the, and the team that you got, um, like I said, you can play anywhere you want to. you got to bring that juice no matter who's in the crowd. It's a little bit sweeter, though, than 70,000. I don't know. Winning the Arrowhead is pretty damn good. Well, hopefully I'll find out on Sunday what it feels like to win the AFC Championship on the road. 
All right, how about the playoff experience? The Ravens are not inexperienced, but the Chiefs certainly have much more, and they certainly have more conference championship experience. Travis Kelsey asked how important that experience is. It's vital. It's vital, but at the same time, uh, you can't depend on it. You just got to be able to... uh, for the most part, it's just situational awareness, right? It's being big enough for the moment, not letting the moment get too big for you, uh, and just uh, going out there and playing with a certain determined mindset uh, and not letting any of that clutter get in between. Um, it's, uh, it's definitely a luxury to have it, but at the same time, you can't depend on that kind of stuff. I think the experience matters is if it's experience of success. Yes. Right? Like, hey, we've been here before. Like, being down 24 nothing to the Texans, and there's you were getting just a handful of guys that were around for that game. But for Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, you know, they get down. They were down double digits in every game in 19, came back to win. They don't wet their pants. The Ravens don't have a large body of success in the playoffs, you know. What is it, two and three right now, Lamar mm-hmm. Jackson is as a quarterback in the playoffs. But, you know, he doesn't have a down 17 comeback to win on his resume. And so I think, you know, there's experience there. The experience definitely favors the Chiefs. I don't think that means a lot, except for it, unless it's something you've experienced that led to success and adversity yeah. that led to success. And I'll have you saying, we don't let down here. We don't quit here. Yeah, to take that Houston Chiefs game into account, the Texans, all they learned that day was don't get down or, you know, don't don't blow a 24 nothing lead. That's not going to help them in the future. Coming back to win is what helps you. And, yes, the Chiefs have that in spades. Yeah, they've had plenty of success, uh, and, and I think that will uh, bode well for them. they still got to win, though. Talent is first and foremost. All right, as I mentioned, six straight AFC championship games. Kelsey asked today if he can put six straight conference championship games into perspective. Perspective? I ain't thinking about it. a single one I did. I already accomplished. I'm thinking about this one on Sunday, and I want it more than I ever wanted one in my life. Why is that? Just you build it up, you know, the, the different challenges we've had this year, the type of team that we have, the camaraderie we have in that locker room. I want it for the guys next to me. It's um, it's a good feeling, but uh, but we got to get we got to get the job done. Never get tired of winning, do they? Still no. got that thirst. Uh, it's like better than losing, man. <laughs> you know. But that's, I mean, he, he's, he's very well, much like win. Patrick Mahomes in that regard. It's unbelievably decorated, but the next one, I, I want to win again. I want to win it again for the guy next to me and for me. It's... Gordon yeah, Gecko. That's what I... makes it so painful. Yep. Yeah. Gordon Gecko, uh, how, <laughs> right. how much is going to be enough? Right. How much is going to be enough? More. More. That's the, that's the answer. Yeah. No, I agree. And uh, when you put all the time, energy, effort, uh, into doing something and you get this close, like you sure as hell don't want it to end now. So, uh, yeah, the experience of what it takes to win, the Chiefs have that on their side. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll welcome the best in the business. Uh, Kevin Harlan will join us. He'll call the NFC Championship game right here on Sports Radio 810 WHB, your home of the NFC and, yes, the AFC Championship game. You'll hear the AFC Championship game with Ian Eagle on the call right here on your home of the National Football League, Sports Radio 810 WHB. We're at the home of all things Chiefs, Rally House, 19 locations around the metro welcome back here on the program here on sports radio 810 whp finishing strong here on the five o'clock hour with the best in the business he is the voice of america cbs tnt westwood one uh kevin harlan joins us here in the program as we broadcast live here at rally house 19 locations around kc and lawrence you can go online to rallyhouse.com right now 
to find your location, uh, as well as uh, all their great merchandise. Rally House, your premier destination to shop Chiefs gear ahead of their sixth straight AFC Championship appearance. Hoodies, T-shirts, sweatshirts, you name it, they've got it all. Even drinkware, kitchenware, uh, flare up your game day party. Make your man cave. Look the best. Rally House has thousands of styles to choose from for men, women, kids, even babies, even your pets. If the Chiefs beat the Ravens this weekend, get to your nearest Rally House immediately. They will reopen the stores in the metro area to celebrate the AFC Championship victory and have the best merchandise for you to buy. Get it first at Rally House. Make sure to follow Rally House on social media at Rally House underscore, excuse me, at Rally underscore house uh, for updates. But uh, everything you need to be the biggest Chiefs fan in your neighborhood it's at Rally House. We're here at uh, 95th and Covira, basically the southwest corner, right across from the Oak Park Mall at uh, just an incredible selection of all the Chiefs gear. And uh, it's amazing how many hoodies and hats and shirts have been going out the door. Just a great, great uh, hometown company. Rally House, you can uh, come check it out for yourself. We're here uh, at 95th and Covira, but like we said, 19 locations around the metro. Just go to rallyhouse.com. Find the one closest to you. Kevin Harlan is with us in the program. Kevin, how are you, sir? I'm doing great. It must be festive out there, huh? A lot of excitement about the team and another AFC championship game on the horizon. But uh, having the right gear, man, you got to have the hat and the shirt and everything else that comes with it. So you're in the perfect place to be this afternoon. Yeah, I've got some mix and match uh, drinkware with Chief stuff. Like, I'm very proud. I've got like a 69. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I think it's 69 AFL championship, um, you know, something, um, you know, glass and everything, but, uh, I, I want to get a nice set. There's some great chiefs glasses. I think that's what I'm zeroing in on. I'm wearing my black chiefs hoodie that I got here at Good. rally house. So, you know, we are, we are, we are in a, a very friendly area. Like uh, it's friendly to my heart. And my wife even said, as I left, uh, for, for work, she's like, I right, try not to spend like, you know, your whole paycheck, you know, could you please? Because right. <laughs> I am a kid in a candy store when I walk into these wonderful rally houses uh, and all the people are great to work with. So, yes, we are having a great time. And, Kevin, what did you think of that win? You called it against the Buffalo Bills. Are we seeing at least the Chiefs? I don't know if it's going to be good enough against the Ravens, but are we at least, do you think, seeing the Chiefs playing their best football right now? I think they're peaking at the right time. Absolutely. I think they've got confidence, too. And, Confidence and momentum are such big factors for a team. You know, they've been down this road before, like we said, the sixth consecutive AFC championship game. So the majority of the roster has a good feel for at least one or two of these of these big games. And I don't think they'll blink. I think they uh, faced what was about as severe a challenge in environment uh, by going to Buffalo and winning there. And uh, now they'll have some people say, well, you know, the Dolphin defense was depleted, and they were. They were missing a bunch of guys, and the defense of the Bills was depleted. That's right. And, you know, the Chiefs are missing some players, too. So it, it evens out usually at the end. But to do it on the road in a big game like that against, uh, you know, a, a significant rival, I think spoke volumes. And I think they go into this weekend as prepared and as confident. and. Um, I I think that that they'll play exceptionally well. Yeah, I, I'm I'm in agreement. I think they are going to play well. Is it going to be enough? You you've had a, a Baltimore game or two uh, this year. What do you think of the Ravens and, and how strong they are uh, analytically? They're definitively 
uh, the strongest team in the NFL. How good do you think this Ravens team is? Well coached, clearly. MVP quarterback. Um, they've hit every facet of their offense. They've lost a couple of significant players, too, on the offensive line. Uh, they've lost uh, one of the best players. That was early in the season. Defensively, um, maybe without Pierre. They're, they're, they're terrific. Maybe a little weak on the corners. But um, they have they have everything you'd expect them to have with the kind of season that they have had. They've been very consistent. They've really not hit a low. They've beaten the teams they've had to beat. They, they just completely destroyed both Detroit and San Francisco, the two teams that will play in the evening game in the NFC Championship. So they've done it against the best. They have survived. And they've done it with a quarterback who has been healthy uh, all season long. And I think that you just never know sometimes in a season like this is going to be upon you. Uh, a win last week was huge for the Ravens. They had to buy, of course, week one. But getting a win at home, I think, may have been the first for Lamar in the playoffs. So that was a huge confidence-building thing for them. I, I, I'll be stunned if this game isn't just – simulating from kickoff to the final second off the clock. Uh, but they are what we think they are. Their, their numbers don't lie. Uh, they are incredibly good. Yeah, they are. And, you know, Lamar Jackson and the way he's playing, uh, you know, his growth as a passer I think is very commendable. We, we've talked about it. Think about the fact, and, you know, Mike Sando and I got into a, a fun discussion yesterday about, you know, should teams be kicking themselves that they didn't give two first-round picks and a lot of guaranteed money to Lamar Jackson, and and he had spoken to a personnel guy that's like, everyone needs to knock off this like anybody could have had him because, you know, he had not finished last year. You know, he was he sat on the sidelines. Everyone's like, is he going to play? Is he going to play? And he didn't play. Some people thought he wasn't playing because he didn't want to get hurt because it was a contract year. And the the tag that the Ravens put on him, somebody could have had him if they would have traded him two first-round picks, and the Ravens didn't match the contract. So it had to be a contract that maybe was completely guaranteed. You know, and I said, well, I think the Atlanta Falcons would probably wish that they did that. I mean, they certainly would have been better with him, and their quarterback outlook would be better moving forward if he'd had that kind of season. Um, do you think, you know, teams are kicking themselves, and there's at least a lesson to be learned here about you know, how important the quarterback position is? Like, it seems like a cheap price right now, the way he played this year. Well, it's a tough decision to make, isn't it? I mean, because you never know if you're going to um... – you know, find him a Holmes out there at number 10 or Aaron Rodgers at number 24. You just don't know if you can do it through the draft and then take advantage of a quarterback-friendly contract that can help you build around a guy that, that can be a foundational piece. Uh, but clearly, teams are absolutely. I mean, it, it's, a, it's the hardest position to play in sports. It's the hardest position to really find that guy. and. The Ravens knew they had him, and I think they were very smart in their business decision, not only to, um, you know, hold off and, and, and play the game out, the contract game out, but then give him the kind of contract he got. And of all the contracts that have got that kind of number attached to him with the player, the quarterback, he probably has done the best job in fulfilling, you know, everything that that contract says he should um, he's going to be the MVP for a second time. And, you know, you know, get, getting, getting quarterbacks like that are just, it's rare. 
Um, now, he lasted to number 30, by the way, out of Louisville. Even after winning the Heisman, he, he lasted to number 30. A lot of teams could have gotten him then as well. And when he first got to Baltimore, he was more of a gimmick guy. Remember, he kind of like in on third downs. Maybe they'd pitch out to him. Sometimes he'd line up in the slot. Sometimes he'd be in the backfield. Flacco was still there. I mean, there was a lot to his game early on that was pretty rough, raw. And they have done a marvelous job of forming him and making him the quarterback that he is. He is he has the perfect blend of running ability and knowing when to run and, and, and throwing ability. He's got a great arm. And then learning the nuances of the game, which every quarterback has got to go through. I, I, I just think that he's kind of a complete package. He doesn't get in trouble. He's a solid citizen. He uh, seems to be embraced by his teammates, so he's a leader in the locker room. I mean, he checks every box, kind of like Patrick Mahomes, quite frankly. And, uh, and these two quarterbacks, if you took their combined salary, you'd probably buy a small nation. And, uh, and these two guys are, are the rare, you know, quarterbacks that are, you know, living up to those numbers. Now, granted, Patrick's season has not been, you know, what he's had in the past statistically. But he's got his team once again. He's engineered them right back to the big game in the AFC for a chance to go to the Super Bowl. Um, he's been an MVP twice in the regular season and twice in the Super Bowl. I mean, he's answered all those bells, too. Josh Allen really hasn't. Herbert really hasn't. Uh, Joe Burrow is taking his team to the Super Bowl, but they've not won, and he's not won an MVP. So, so these are two quarterbacks who are earning every dime. And I don't know that there'd be a team in the league that, that uh, wouldn't say in retrospect and, and, you know, 2020 being hindsight that they could go back and maybe revisit. Should we give up two firsts if that's the trade-off to get a guy like, like Lamar and then all, by the way, have to pay him the kind of money he's looking for. Um, And you mentioned Atlanta. I think that's a great case in point. They would do it in a heartbeat. Uh, They're still not secure at quarterback for a lot of teams. New England. I mean, go right on down the line of teams that would just die to have a Lamar Jackson. Yeah, no, I, I think so. And I think a lot of them are saying, okay, you know, what, the risk might have been worth it. I know nobody like, oh, what if he doesn't really want to play? What if he's hurt? What if we, what if we can't coach him? But like, okay, it's still better than what you got for a lot of the teams that are out there. And so, yeah, and listen, I, I said it yesterday. I wasn't beating the drum that you got to go get him. I also think that there's a narrative that like, well, if the media and fan consensus isn't that you should go get a guy, then it's okay for a general manager to go, not go get him. No, you're paid millions of dollars to do just that. The rest of us have lives that go on beyond the football team. That's your job. General managers are supposed to get it right. And if any owner or GM that doesn't have a quality quarterback right now is looking at that situation and saying, like, maybe the one team I might excuse to a degree the Saints, because their cap, you know, any team that their cap was really, really bad. But the Saints managed to fit Derek Carr in. How much better would they have been with Lamar Jackson? Like, you have to have the quarterback. Whatever it takes, pay it, and then figure out how to get beyond the price. But without the quarterback, it just doesn't work. You have to have it. And I think that's the lesson that Lamar Jackson taught the NFL this year. Yeah, the, the only teams that would not be any better with Lamar Jackson would be Kansas City, uh, Buffalo, um, you know, I, I, I would I would say Cincinnati Burrow was injured, so that kind of knocks it out of the conversation. I think San Francisco, you know, they, they're, they're relying on a second-year quarterback who is a seventh-round pick, and um, uh, yet he threw for over 4,200 yards and, and had 
one of the great seasons a quarterback has ever had for the San Francisco 49ers, an organization that's had John Brody and Joe Montana and Steve Young and, and other ones that were really good too, Garcia and others that, that uh, were, were, were terrific quarterbacks. So I, um, I got to tell you, I, I, I've always enjoyed watching him, but I was going to enjoy, I, I told myself with him, I was going to be a little bit more lenient and give him a chance to, because he was a, predominantly a running quarterback at, Louis, at Louisville, and they knew he could throw, but it just wasn't really part of his everyday diet offensively with the Cardinals. And then he comes to the NFL where you've got to do those things. You've got to throw from the pocket. You've got to throw the ball. And, and he has mastered all these things so well. Um, he's always been well-liked, but his leadership probably has even been, uh, you know, in, in greater focus in Baltimore, just that the fact this is the pros. It's, it's not a bunch of college kids. These are professionals. Sometimes it's hard to get through to them. He has. And, uh, and one of the more astute coaches in pro football and John Harbaugh uh, would never have signed off on a contract like this if he didn't feel this was the guy to represent John through the, the majority and through the, the best part of his coaching career. And yet he did. And John Harbaugh is about as smart a coach as there is in pro football. And um, you're weighing a lot of things, clearly. I mean, it's not just as easy as saying in our discussion right now, and you, you mentioned, I mean, these scouts and general managers have got to come up with a lot of things in their presentation to, to you know, back up signing a player like this. But uh, Steve Biscotti, who is their owner, stepped up, paid them the big money, and, uh, and, of course, we know that the long-range effect of guys like Mahomes and uh, Burrow and Herbert and uh, Allen at Buffalo, that, that, that you're paying them all this money to take a lot of your cap percentage. And, and you better be good and astute in getting some of these other positions right because if your quarterback is great, that, that's terrific. And that's, that's probably over 50% of the battle. But he's no good if he has no uh, lever to push and no button to, to shove. And that's... That's what you need to do, and, uh, and these teams have done it, especially Baltimore. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Uh, Lamar Jackson probably has the most on the line, a chance to prove that he's a, a Super Bowl quarterback. You know, he's he's still, I think his playoff record's two and three right now. So, um, you know, he, he, getting to that Super Bowl, we know how much that means for the legacy of a quarterback. Uh, maybe after Lamar Jackson, you're going to call the Niners and Lions uh, game. Is Kyle Shanahan – the guy who's got the most on the line next out of, uh, you know, all the guys, all the people, all the principals involved in these uh, in these two games and four teams? I don't know. You know, Saran, I, I, I'm not going to – I wouldn't fight you on that, and I, I can't disagree. Just for the record, I would not fight you, period, Kevin. I know <laughs> you're, a, you're a, a, a man well, to be reckoned I with, and, I, and I, I know my place. <laughs> no nunchucks allowed. But that being said, um, I would I – would, Tell you that, that Shanahan, because he's going to yet another championship game in the NFC uh, with with a team that was ready for the Super Bowl last year, but the quarterback got injured in that championship game in Philadelphia, Purdy, as a rookie. Now he's he, he, and he's making this work with a second year quarterback. I I think of all the stories, and there are so many good ones, uh, and not the least of which the Chiefs. But the fact that he's taken, you know, a second year quarterback, made him as effective as he has. And, and gotten him again to an NFC championship as he did last year as a rookie is pretty remarkable. I mean, I, I don't I don't think he has to do anything with his reputation, but in, in, if you widen the lens and take a look at the greats 
in the NFL, you've got to get to the Super Bowl. And you can't just do it once. You've got to do it multiple times. And, and he clearly is on that track and probably should have been in the past and didn't. And, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's going to have to get there and he's going to have to win. You know, they, they lose to the Chiefs and, uh, and that was a blow. But they were just kind of beginning at that time, I think. Now he's got to get there again. And uh, so he checks that box. You're getting there multiple times. But he's got to win. And, and so that's, that's kind of the thing that's hanging out there for him. And, uh, but pressure on him, I don't know if there's pressure on any of these guys. Um, Reed has certainly done it. Harbaugh has won in Baltimore. A second time, perhaps, for Shanahan if he can get by Detroit. And then what Dan Campbell's doing in Detroit with the Lions has been remarkable and historic and uh, kind of the feel-good story of this, of this uh, NFL season, the way they played. And remember, we could have a rematch of the very first game of the season at Arrowhead, Lions-Chiefs. That's a very definite possibility. And, and even though San Francisco is favored, I think by seven, if I saw it this morning on the flight in uh, on, on the latest line, um, listen, I, if the Lions won, I would not be surprised at all. If any of these teams win this weekend, no surprises here. I, I don't see any shocker. I think all are capable and, and could win. And uh, it, it's, to me, in both games, kind of a flip of the coin. Yeah. Um, I, I believe that Baltimore is the better team, but Patrick Mahomes is the best player. Andy Reid is the best coach and schemer in this. Um, John Harbaugh is tremendous at what he does, coordinator-wise, maybe – I don't know. I mean, pretty really good coordinators on both sides. I know Matt Nagy's been dinged a little bit, but making an adjustment along the way, you know, losing, you know, Tyree Kill last year and then Juju Smith uh, this year. I know he was the quarterback coach last year, but then losing Juju and the receivers not playing well. I mean, he's not going out there. There's nothing in what he's doing that's making MVS Sky Moore and Kadarius Tony not catch the ball, right? They're having he's having to try to find a way to overcome that. Uh, I think all the coordinators in this uh, in, in in that game are are really good, and I guess you know we were kind of kicking it around like what does Andy Reid do to you know that that Baltimore's not expecting? You know, I heard on ESPN they said, well, what does Patrick Mahomes have? Like it was like he, he you know. Patrick Mahomes is going to do what that we that we haven't seen, and they said, "Well, everything that Patrick Mahomes can do, you've seen. It's just you know you can't necessarily stop it, which I which I agree with. But you haven't necessarily seen everything Andy Reid's got. Like I was like, I don't know, does he? If they try to play, you know, light in the box because they want to make it hard for Patrick Mahomes to pass, do we see him put a tackle on the field at tight end as the as the Buffalo Bills did? Last week, you know, that was part of their game plan, a part of why they were successful running the ball. They had a lot of big people out there. Does he, you know, does he come out slinging and throwing the ball every down? Because everybody around the country is saying, oh, they got to have Isaiah Pacheco. They, they got to run. And does he say, okay, well, they're going to stack the box. So we're coming out slinging and boys, you better be catching the ball because Pat's going to be sending it to you. Uh, any idea what Andy Reid's cooking up? Well, I think that uh, maybe expect the unexpected. I, sure. I think when you get to a game like this, uh, having that kind of attack mode, and you've got to be in attack mode, I think in a game with this kind of uh, repercussion, I, I, I think I think that they'll I, – I, I don't think they're going to get crazy. But, uh, you know, like they, they've been here before. And, and, and I'm, I'm going to rest on that little – notion about as much as anything they know everything that's around the bend and down the street they've got every 
component covered here just with what they've what they've been able to do and and uh, get there again it's so hard it's incredibly hard to last an entire season have uh, you know win the war of attrition keep your roster together keep people healthy especially your quarterback and these two teams have uh, and to make it this far it's such an accomplishment but to do it six straight years is just I, I, I can't even begin to fathom in what business in the world can have that kind of record uh, with the kind of competition that you find in the NFL. I mean, it's, it's, it's unheard of. And it's, it's so uh, noteworthy uh, that, that uh, you know, just uh, the, the confidence rests with the Chiefs having been in this position again and a quarterback who has seen everything uh, and with a very vivid imagination for plays and what you can do with them and extending them. Um, you know, you talked about drop passes and you talked, but we, we, we talked last week, we thought that Kelsey would have a big game and sure enough, he did. That was his kind of game. I think he'll pick up right where he left off. I think he'll play a great game again. I think the quarterback will play well. Um, I, I, I've been we're traveling this morning um, and, and I'm just kind of settling in here. At home, I have not seen anything on Tooney. My assumption is that the pec injury is significant enough that he is not playing. Has that been? Is he? He has not been ruled out yet, though, has he? Uh, uh, no, he has not been ruled out. I think it's going to be a game okay. time decision. Right. Well, this is. Uh, um, I don't know that necessarily that is the the a uh, big factor, but he is an All Pro guard, and he, and he's been there on this journey with the team in a starting Super Bowl guard uh, for a couple teams. I mean, this guy is a pretty important guy to have. And um, uh, there are a couple of interesting injuries all throughout these playoffs that the teams are kind of dealing with. And But this is one of them. And, and this is a pretty big one because you can always kind of count on the interior of the line um, kind of saving the day. The tackles held up pretty well last week. Um, do they have it in them again, you know, uh, Sunday? I mean, that, that will be a that will be a big question. But I don't think Andy. I don't think uh, Patrick. I, to me, I, th- I think they just stay in the lane. They 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 do what their character is, and that is sprinkling it with a bit a bit of uh, chicanery and 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 finding out what can be done with with the, with the knowledge that you're playing a team that is so buttoned down, screws are tightened that they've got everything covered, and uh, you're going up against the like-minded coach and a like-minded team. Uh, they will be uh, every bit of what the Chiefs think they're going to be. And I think the Chiefs will be every bit of what the, the Ravens think they'll be. I don't think there'll be any disappointment either way. Uh, we're talking with Kevin Harlan here in the program. When Dan Campbell had his introductory press conference and he talked about getting back up after getting knocked down and biting kneecaps on the way up, I laughed and said, <laughs> no shot. No shot. This guy is a success. Um he is a success. I was wrong. What, what, what am I, you know, have you had gotten a chance to talk to him at all in any, anything? If not, what have you heard about why he is a successful coach? He is what he appears to be. Uh, we have done him. Uh, we did, Trent, most recently, Trent and I did him for that Saturday night game when they played uh, Denver in Detroit. So just, just a handful of weeks ago, we talked to him, and he is every and, I, and I've done him for Monday night, did him for the Thursday night game. So I've I've crossed his path um, often, and even before that, when he was um, uh, an assistant coach in the NFL. So 
So I don't know him personally, but I've been around him when, when interviewed and in the room with him and, and, and on Zooms. So I, I would tell you that um, uh, as in everything in life, uh, people will crawl for leadership. Um, they can taste it. And in the NFL, when you've got all these guys, you're trying to get them on one page, um, even more so, that they are constantly looking for who's going to lead. And that is, uh, that, that is undeniable. And he is, first and foremost, a great uh, unifier, a great leader. Uh, he's emotional, which these, it's an emotional game, and that resonates with these players. He's hired a solid staff. Uh, his offensive coordinator is rumored to be a head coach after this is all said and done. Um, he's, he has done, he's benefited from great moves, by the way, in the front office. They, the Lions have got some wonderful young players. I know we're all about golf, and we, and we think about uh, St. Brown, the receiver, and, uh, but, but they have drafted well, and they have signed well. Uh, guys off the street and free agents. They, they have really done a nice job building that team. If you took the top five guys from the Niners and the top five guys from um, the Detroit Lions, you would fill out the top ten players uh, in that game. It's not like seven to three or eight Niners to just two Lions. I mean, they match them. And, and um, they are a strong – Chiefs saw it firsthand opening night. Um, and they won their division, and they're a three seed, and they've won 14 games. I mean, this this team is good, and and the things that Dan Campbell has instilled in them, confidence, bravado, um, but he's been a unifier, and and that has been his leadership, uh, and his feel, and his his unabashed way to show his emotion has resonated with that team. And at the end of the day. For a head coach, he can be a great whiz calling plays or designing a defense. But at the end of the day, you've got to unify your team. You've got to lead your team. And you've got to have those qualities. You can't just be one-sided. You've got to be ubiquitous. You've got to handle every part of that team and lead them all equally. And he has done that masterfully with uh, with the Lions. And that's why they are where they are. It's been decades since we've seen them in this position. And it's refreshing to see a team like this in the playoffs. It's refreshing to see a team like Baltimore really pull it together and keep basically their health all year and have their quarterback play so well. And I think it's incredibly refreshing to see a team that continues to get everybody's best punch every Sunday or Monday or Thursday and answer it and make a sixth consecutive AFC championship. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it, it's, it's, it's impressive to say the least. We're talking to Kevin Harlan here in the program. The last thing I want to hit you before we get to our final four is it looks like based upon what the rumblings are with the last two uh, job spots that, uh, you know, Bill Belichick's going to, going to be passed over. How shocked are you that Bill Belichick, who was interviewing, who apparently had interest in coaching again, is not landing a job? Well, the Bill Belichick that would want to run a front office is okay. Or the Bill Belichick that wants to just coach and just do football and practice and games, that's okay. But I think what is a little little bit concerning is that he still wants to have the kind of control he had in New England, and uh, for whatever reason, it has not, it has not worked out. And um, I think that probably, you know, he wants a lot. He wants to restructure front offices, and he's on kind of a short timeline. He's 72. 
Not that he doesn't have another good 10, 15, 20 years left on this earth, but uh, he's on the older side of a young man's profession. And um, so you make all these big changes and you see it doesn't work. And now you're back maybe worse than square one. You're both, you're below the line and you've, you've, you've paid a lot to get this guy. You've entrusted him. And if it doesn't work out, it's troublesome. And I think that may outweigh what the, what the, the positives may be. Now, if he go in there and say, you hire your general manager, you have him draft for me. All I want to do is coach and prepare this team every Sunday. Now, that's a different story. I don't think that's the story that, uh, that Coach Belichick wants uh, to finish his career with. I think he wants the same situation he got in New England. And I think, I think owners are just hesitant, general managers hesitant, to concede that kind of power um, to him at this stage of his career and what has happened most recently with the Patriots. So um, I, I think that he is going in with every you know chamber filled saying, I want to control, we want to revamp, we want to rebuild uh, for an office structure, everything else. I think teams are a little bit leery of that. If he were 62, if he were 52 um, and in the prime, maybe a different story. But at 72, I don't know. And that kind of power, he was the only guy in the league that had it. No one has that kind of power. Even Andy Reid, who's got a lot of it, doesn't have that kind of power for the Chiefs. Um, I don't know where this team would be without Beach and his drafting. I, yeah. I, I look at the, I look at what he's done, McDuffie. I mean, I'm going right down the line. Rice, like, like this guy is incredible. The way he's he's digging these guys up. They don't have the best position to draft. They're dealing with cap issues, um, and and they're trying to keep a dynastic feel to this team if they don't already have it. Um, but he's got a 28 year old quarterback who's going to play another you know 10 years. And he's going to be effective. Most of that time, so we're like in the second quarter, maybe halftime of this whole thing. This, this is not even close to being finished, and I just don't know if there are a lot of GMs that would concede that kind of power, even as great as Belichick is, even if you put him on your Mount Rushmore. I don't know that that there's a there's a a team that would do that right now. Final four time with Kevin Harlan. It's brought to you by the University of Kansas Health System. If you suffer an orthopedic injury in everyday life or playing sports, the University of Kansas Health System offers orthopedic walk-in care. It's right there at 435 and Knoll, uh, just around the corner from where we are here at Rally House. Uh, they're open weekdays 8 to 7 at 435 and Knoll. Saturdays 8 to 2. You can learn more at kansashealthsystem.com slash orthopedics. Let's start with this. I've been asking everybody, Chiefs are going to Baltimore. Are you a fan of crab cakes? Yes or no? I love them. I, uh, I guess I'd rather have more crab than cake, but I love them. And there's some great places there. Cantler's kind of tucked away in the country by the river. Um, I think O'Bricky's, but somebody told me to, maybe O'Bricky's um, closed. There's a great place in, uh, what do they call it? Not, they don't call it Old Town of Baltimore, but if you're going there this weekend, they got like Mother's, um, uh, which is a great seafood place. They got Oh, I can't. I can't remember the name of that. But, but it, it's Baltimore is a fan. They got a great little uh, little Italy section there. The waterfront is beautiful. Yeah. Like if you've never been to Baltimore, you're missing out. But I I like more crap than cake. I yes, I agreed. Agreed. Uh, important tip there. Uh, does Bill Belichick coach again? <laughs> you know what? I thought with this round he might. If he goes at it again next year, it'll be seventy three. I. I don't know, boy. I, I, something tells me, um, I'm a little surprised he didn't hook out with somebody. 
I think his demands are so great and teams are kind of flinching. I think there's great respect for Robert Kraft and him making this, this very difficult decision with an immortal coach. Um, I guess I'm going to go on the line and say no, and he's so close with, with total wins and playoffs and regular season to Shua that he needs like, what, 14 more to tie maybe or pass? Um, I don't know. It, it, I, I guess if I'm sitting here today or tonight, I'd, I'd say no. Okay. Uh, is uh, Jim Harbaugh ever hoisting the Super Bowl trophy as the head coach of the Chargers? Yeah, he's good. He's as good as his brother, John. I mean, he, he's great. Look what he did with the Niners before. Mm-hmm. You know, he went uh, to college. I mean, he, this guy, look what he did with Stanford. Stanford was like, uh, Stanford was, was having a hard time getting traction in the Pac-12. And uh, he went in there and in four years revamped them and had them playing for big games late in the season. Uh, turned it completely around. Had a chance for big, big accomplishments his last year there. Now, he's, he's great. He took the Niners to the Super Bowl. He, he took Colin Kaepernick. And a guy that's kind of a one-dimensional player, and made him a Super Bowl quarterback, and um, and did it because of his his yep. intellect. No, I, I, I yes, he'll he'll take a team back. All right, give me a, a prediction on the uh, Chiefs and Ravens. Who wins? What's the score? What are you feeling? Well, I kind of like the Chiefs last week uh, by three, and and they were able to do it. I kind of like them by the same score this week. Um, and, and I, I predict him to go to Vegas. I, I just think there's something about being there, having done it, confidence. Like, I, 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 there's got to be a part of the Ravens, as good as they are, as confident as they are, to say the last team we wanted to see across Agreed. the sideline on Championship Sunday was Mahomes and Reed and the yep. Chiefs. And by God, that is going to be right in the crosshairs and in clear view on Sunday afternoon. Yeah, I think it's important for the Chiefs to play from in front, but if they do get out in front, if they can get out by more than a score, I think the Ravens will be like, oh, God, here we go again. So uh, we'll see. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, both of them, looking forward to it. Kevin, thanks so much for the time. Have a great call on that Niners-Lions-NFC Championship game, and we'll talk next week. Thank you, Saran. Always a blast. Take care. Talk to you next Friday. We're almost done for the day, but there's just a few more things we'd like to share. But there's still more. Here's the kicker. Here's the kicker of this whole thing. On the program. But first, the Joe's Kansas City Barbecue burnt end of the hour answer. Two kickers have kicked field goals in 13 consecutive postseason games. Adam Vinatieri is one. Who is the other? Butker. Nope. Oh, wow. Um... Ravens guy. Nope. Don't know. Tony Fritch, who, like Vinatieri, did it for two different teams, Cowboys and Oilers, from 72 to 79. I figured Butker and uh, uh, Justin Tucker would be the first things to come to people's minds. Nope. Got to go back to the 1970s. Wow. Uh, Joe's Kansas City Barbecue, what we just gave away there. Listen, tonight and tomorrow, Joe's has got a great special uh, for your weekend watch parties. Today and tomorrow only. Get a full slab of their delicious ribs for just nineteen ninety nine. A full slab for just nineteen ninety nine. Get them dine-in, carry-out, or wrap cold so you can reheat them for game day on Sunday. I think that might be part of my plan. Uh, some Joe's ribs, uh, dine-in, carry-out, or wrap cold so you can reheat. They give you all the instructions. It's absolutely fantastic. It's Joe's Kansas City Barbecue. Good at any Joe's location, so get there tonight. Olathe, the Leewood, or the original at 47th Emission inside the gas station. Uh, Joe's Kansas City Barbecue. You can order online right now 
at joeskc.com. We want to thank everybody here at Rally House. Such a great selection. I've got a couple of hoodies. I've got glasses. I've got a little bit of everything I'm going to take uh, home with me. You can get everything you need to have the ultimate party uh, right there at your house, whether it's a blanket, whether it's a hoodie, a hat, a shirt. They've got it all. The best selection of Chiefs gear. Anything for your uh, game day spread as well. Glasses, shot glasses, napkins, all of it. Plates, even everything that is Chiefs is here at Rally House. And don't forget, they're going to open the doors on Sunday. If the Chiefs win, uh, right when the AFC Championship game is over, with a win, they open the doors and they'll have all the championship gear on sale at all 19 locations. Find them online at rallyhouse.com. Follow them on social media at rally underscore house.